Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is a blessing to spend this time with you. Uh, and today, of course, Brent Bullard is here, but we are joined by John and Abby Hayes. Uh, Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for uh, for being here with us and sharing some time with us. Um, John, as you all probably know, is our children's pastor, and um, we're so thankful to be able to, to serve with you and um Thank you for, for caring for our little ones and leading our little ones in that way. Uh, so we, we wanted to spend some time just allowing the church to um, to get to know you guys a little bit more and get to know, uh, you know, at, at, particularly, you know, we we see you probably more often, John, than than uh, than Abby as far as like on the platform and that kind of thing. So uh, for the general population, <laughs> it may be uh, it may be great to be able to hear a little bit of Abby's story. So yeah. Um, so, John, I'd like to just start with you. How uh, how did you how did you come to know Christ? I know that we've probably shared this before, but it never hurts to rehearse it again. Um, how did you come to know Christ? How did you end up here in NAC and at Grace Bible? Yeah, and then we'll, and then we'll go to Abby after that. Sounds good. Yeah, so uh, I became a believer uh, my senior year of high school. Um, I was raised in a in a home that. Um, we would attend church and uh, you know, we went through seasons where we were more involved in a church and then less involved in a church. And so um, you know, I had a category for who Jesus was, but I really honestly had no desire to submit to his leadership. Um, it really was just kind of living for myself um, and kind of through some circumstances of realizing um, my own selfishness and my hope that I was placing in just life around me. Um, I was really confronted with my own um, helplessness, really. I realized, man, there must be something more. Um, I didn't realize at the time, but I was searching, you know, for why was I here? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, what actually makes me happy Um, through all, you know, all the avenues that a high school boy would would seek those things. Um, I kind of just came to the end of myself uh, and a friend just got to tell me about the hope that he had in Christ. Uh, he's like my childhood best friend. And I realized, man, I want what that guy has. I want the hope. Uh, I want the joy that he has. And, and his life isn't easy, but man, there's just something different about him. Um, and so that was, that was right before I graduated high school. And so um, coming to live uh, in Texas right after that with my family, uh, we moved from my dad's job. And uh, so I really was kind of taken out of everything that I've been comfortable in, all my friendships, everybody that I knew I was in a new state, um, did community college for a year and got plugged in with a church in Temple, Texas. Um, it was great and really helped me to grow in understanding what it was to be a believer and um, kind of began to learn what it looked like to read the word and then came to uh, SFA the following year in 2014. So yeah, I've been in NAC since fall of 2014 and, and really a lot of my my growth has been at Grace Bible Church, you know, really learning what it looks like to study the word, what it looks like to be in a community of believers, what it looks like to pursue holiness together. Um, really, all of, almost all of that formation happened at Grace Bible Church. Um, and so I'm just so thankful to still be here, um, to be a part of this community that has been just so formational for me. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Abby, how about you? How did you how did you come to know Christ? How did you end up here? And then maybe one or both of you could share how you guys got connected. Yeah, um, I grew up in um, 
a Christian home. And so I always knew who the Lord was, um, you know, was always very comfortable with, you know, I knew God loved me, all that stuff. Um, never have had a reason to question that. Um, I think it was just having a conversation with my mom. We were in the Target parking lot. I don't know what we were running in for. And my older two siblings were getting baptized. So I was asking her questions about it. And we got to have a conversation where I got to, um, you know, place my trust in the Lord. And so um, kind of from that moment, um, I felt like I've just grown in knowing who the Lord is in his word. Um, genuinely, like as a child, I feel like I enjoyed scripture and reading it, but it wasn't until um, I think I was a sophomore in high school um, studying Romans 12, 1 through 2, that it kind of clicked into place. You know, what the Bible says means something for my life and how I live. And like worship is not just a time to sing and like praise the Lord, but it's how I live my life. Um, and so I think just my walk with the Lord has just developed over time through different, you know, circumstances, different challenges, like both my parents have gone through treatments for cancer, um, different, at different times. Um, I feel like the Lord grew me a lot coming to college. Um, I felt like I'd been like a faithful servant of the Lord and been walking with him. And I studied the Bible. I was really good with the gospel. Like that was great. Um, but I had certain expectations of what I thought the Lord would do because I was being faithful to him and it wasn't working out like I thought. And so um, I think that was a sweet time coming to grace and um, kind of slowly getting involved in the community here that the Lord grew me and just um, seeking him over the things that he could give me. It's not about anything that I could do on my own, but it was just about knowing him and pursuing him as my savior. Um, and so just getting to connect with other believers at Grace um, was really big. Getting to learn more about the Bible and how it's all one big story. That was really new to me at that time. Um, so grace has been a big part of just my growth in the Lord too. And just, yeah, knowing what a community looks like, getting to be a part of it. Um, so, yeah. Sweet. So how exactly this is, I'm, I'm, it's interesting to hear how your stories came together in a large part because SFA and coming here for school. So how exactly did y'all meet and, uh, and y'all been married now for four years, right? Almost four. In August, it'll be four years. Yeah. August will be four years. You got uh, you got little Atticus, and you've got uh, one on the way, correct? We do. A little girl. A little girl. July 5th. Very so. good. So, so share with us, how, how did y'all end up meeting and, uh, and becoming Team Hayes? Yeah. Well, yet again, uh, we met through Grace Bible Church. Um, our first semester, we both met in community group. Um, and then really through that first year, just getting to know each other. And, um, there was at the time an apartment ministry, um, that was happening and, and Abby really kind of helped take the charge and in, in going and working with some kids at this apartment ministry. And I saw that and I was immediately like swoon. Uh, so we, huh. you know, and, and kind of just continued to get to know each other and then started dating, um, really our second year at SFA. And then we got to intern together under Mary and Bobby, and um, we got to learn from them of just see their their marriage and the way that they invite people into their home and the way that they pursue people. Um, 
So that was a really formational thing for us to get to be a part of and just be really welcomed into their family. Um, and yeah, so yet again, Grace Bible Church has been just so um, incredible to us through so many different seasons. Well, that's tremendous. You know, I, I would love to hear a little bit. I think it's good for uh, it's good for people to understand maybe some of the burdens, unique burdens. Y'all are obviously you've, you've uh, newlyweds, still technically, I guess not anymore. Really, you've been married coming up on four years or so. But I think sometimes people are surprised to say when we talk about and this these four key components. It's not all that discipleship is, but these four key major points of, of, of uh, healthy disciples is is that we're devoted to the word or gospel-centered worship, sacrificial service, and then family. Uh, and uh, so, so that some people are kind of uh, maybe surprised to find out that that our staff even and elders are involved in uh, small groups, just like everyone else is. Uh, so you all have been a part of the, the soup group and uh, would love to be able to hear about how, what that experience has been like for you both as you've, you've played a part in that, uh, uh, the small group of a lot of young married folks. And, uh, and, and single folks as well. Yeah, soup group has been a really sweet way for us um, to kind of transition to adulthood and marriage coming from being college students and interns. And then just now we're adults in the church. How do we get involved? How do we serve? What does that look like? Our roles kind of shifted, you know. So we had um, a sweet couple, the hearse, kind of approach us. And um, they just offered to have soup at their house every week and read a study about marriage with us. And that was so cool um, just to get to learn from them as we're starting out in marriage and get to also walk with a couple other young married couples um, and just have other people who are in the same phase of life say, oh, yeah, we have those same discussions and (laughs) things in our house too. Yeah, we're figuring that out too just um, as we're also just, they're reading and studying what biblical marriage looks like. And so that's been really sweet. And it's been really cool to watch just the community of other young married people grow and get more connected at Grace. So. Yeah. It has been just a breath of fresh air, you know, especially early on. We've been married for six months and we jumped in on the soup group. And, uh, you know, it was so nice to sit around a table and say, wait, we're not the only ones who struggle with this. We're not the only ones who are having a hard time in this because marriage is hard. Like it is hard to be confronted with your own sinfulness and your spouse's sinfulness. And how do you negotiate and navigate that together? And while also pursuing the Lord and pushing the other one to pursue the Lord. Well, Um, so it was just, it was a breath of fresh air to get to sit around a table with other people who knew what we were going through. Um, Yeah. It was just so encouraging. Hmm. What are things that you've learned in so so being in ministry, a part of vocational ministry is is really a lot. Of, you know, is, is the on calledness of it. it is, there is a weight in, in ministry and a burden for people's souls. Sometimes carrying a burden, it, it can feel like uh, sometimes you're more burdened for people's own souls than they are. Uh, sometimes you want disciples to be healthier than they actually want to be healthy, and that's a, that's a burden. A lot of people can relate to that, even that are not in vocational ministry, that are just healthy, mature disciples pursuing others. But what has that been like, uh, balancing that weight as newlyweds? Uh, can you give us an insight there? I mean, you can be as honest as you'd like here and giving us insights, but you have the adjustment of not only being married now, but also being in vocational ministry and getting your legs under you in that process. Uh, so what are some maybe some lessons that you all have learned uh, and insights that you could give to the rest of the church of, of what this 
what this season has been like. Yeah, I think as we were talking about this the other day, just reflecting on how much we learn to be humble um, and asking for help and being honest of like, this is really hard. Um, Being honest in just learning how to communicate with one another. Uh, You know, is it trying to set our our rhythms and um, as a a couple while also trying to pursue others well? Um, That was... That was challenging, honestly, at first. Um, you know, we you come in with two separate expectations and, you know, you try to communicate as best as you will, but often you don't realize that you have different expectations until something has happened that <laughs> made you realize, oh, we thought two separate things were going to happen here. Um, and so, yeah, just a lot of humility in being able to accept, hey, I was wrong and I'm sorry. Um, that was huge for me, uh, to be able to recognize my own weakness and sinfulness, um, and how that affected, you know, something that I really love and care for. Um, yeah. And then also just getting to share the the joys together of getting to see the fruits of ministry and, um, relationships, seeing college students serving with us and watching them grow for four years and develop as disciples and, um, you know, getting to watch these kids grow up getting to feel like, man, I feel like I'm invested in your kid. Like this one, I feel like my kid too. Um, Cause I see them for, you know, six hours a week. And uh, yeah, that's just been, that's been a sweet thing to get to share together. Um, but obviously that's come with a lot of, <laughs> a lot of times of stumbling and a lot of times of feeling, man, I'm out of my depth. And, yeah. I think for me, humility was the word that came to mind. A lot of, um, I think, I think that's just a big lesson in marriage and in life in general um, that you just grow in like loving each other more selflessly and loving, you know, our, our church, our community, our kids more selflessly um, learning like, Oh, you could have a different way of doing things and that's not wrong. It's just not my way um, of doing things. And so it's, it's been really sweet um, getting to serve together, um, getting to, you know, get to know the kids and families of Grace Baptist Church in a way that we had it before. Um, getting to watch how families, you know, disciple their children and how they're coming to know the Lord and getting baptized and getting to watch that over the last four years that we've been married in ministry. Um, I think it just gets sweeter over time, you know, the more we get to know people. And um, now that we have our own child, I feel like it all kind of looks different it's a different lens as you're thinking of like oh well how do I want to do this with my kid um it's just sweet to learn from other families and watch how they're doing it and um yeah get to have conversations with other people who are in ministry and you know get to have dinner with the pals and ask like how do you discipline your children what do you do with a toddler who's shaking their head and laughing when you're saying no just different things like that so um yeah just getting to learn from each other be a part of the community here has been awesome. One of the joys of being able to uh, to be a ministry together with a team and, and with a church family that very much views us as peoples, as I don't think there's, uh, you know, as a church, I, I don't feel like there's really unrealistic expectations or that there's expectations that we have to be superhuman. And so you, that, that allows us, uh, I, th- I think, I think I can speak for, for most of our pastoral team and uh, that we're able to, be ourselves, you know, in front of people and, and together and share struggles in that way. 
Uh, and so I know so many different of the church members, you've, you've mentioned several and being a part of a small group and is an ability to just live out as a disciple. We simply are in, been entrusted with a position of helping to oversee and equip people for ministry. Uh, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Coming into the summertime, there's a, I, w- I want you all to give us uh, some insights on some of the major opportunities to serve uh, and some strategies for ministry that we're approaching coming in to a summer that is, that is kind of eking out of uh, the COVID uh, difficulties that, of course, everybody has, has dealt with. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, Kids Club and kind of where that's sitting at right now and, and how the, the church can help rally to, to meet this opportunity we have? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're really excited um, to get to, to do this this summer. It feels like things are starting to get back to normal. Um, so really trying to take uh, that opportunity for all that it's worth to say, okay, our community is, is hungry. Our community has needs. And um, a lot of people have been hurting this past year. And so to get to offer something for their kids, and you know, in a lot of ways, kids end up being the gateway to that family. You know, kids the parents will send their kids to something because they see that it's valuable for their children. But then that allows an open door with those parents to then pursue a relationship with them. Um, And so really our heart behind a lot of what we're doing this summer is trying to get an open or trying to get a foot in the door with our community, with people in our community. Uh, And so for kids club, our goal is to have 120 kids um, on the campus for a week of camp. Uh, This will be June 7th through the 10th. Currently, we are at 80 kids, so there's a good shot that we are going to go over 120 kids. Uh, you know, we our heart is that we wouldn't have to turn anybody away. The downside um, is that that might be a little bit surprising. You know, uh, we so intentionally thinking through. Well, maybe let's plan to go over 120 kids. Then, um, so we really need from the church body. Um, just help, help making this run. Uh, our goal is for this to be a really fun event where the kids want to come. Uh, and then pairing that with, I know that you're here because you really wanted to play on the water slide, you know? Um, but then to get say, but you actually have a greater need than playing on a water slide. And that's to get to hear the hope of the gospel, right? To say, we, we know that studying scripture is the greatest thing that we can give you. And so um, this week of of getting to study specifically the life of Joseph to talk about um, suffering, to talk about endurance and how God uses hard things ultimately for our good. Um, And so we're going to need all hands on deck for that week. It's going to be a blast. Um, It is always the highlight of the summer for our kids. Um, they get really excited. And so if you have any interest, I would love to talk with you. We need all sorts of help. We need people in the rooms with the kids. We need people to help greet and check in new families, help show them around the campus so they feel welcomed and seen. Uh, and then we also just need people to help um, run different activity classes for people. So, yeah, if you have any interest, we would love to have you jump in with us. That's great. Uh, thank you, John. And that'll be the, those evenings. And then after that is the, the COVID catch-up, which has been a unique opportunity that's, that's been cultivated by you and, and Keith Hubbard, who has a real passion here. Uh, and can you give us an, an insight into kind of the, the time uh, commitment to, to what that is and kind of the vision and opportunity for, for how we've come about walking into this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, Keith kind of really brought this attention brought this to my attention, um, talking about how many 
kids this past year have missed out on opportunities to just sit and read with an adult and how important it is for young kids to just get time practicing reading with somebody. Um, you know, we have a lot of families in our community who both parents work or maybe they're a single parent home and that parent has to work. And so over the summer, that means that that, that child doesn't have access to an adult to sit and just read with them consistently. Um, and so this is an opportunity for us to provide people who can sit and read with kids. Um, in the same way of Kids Club of hoping to reach our community, you know, this is another great opportunity to meet a need for people and then through that build a relationship ultimately so that we can get to share the gospel with people who maybe would never step foot in our church. Um, and so this is a, just a good opportunity to, to re- meet a really practical need for our community. Uh, the commitment is going to be about seven weeks over the summer. So we're going to have kind of two different options. The first is to come up to Grace Bible Church on Wednesday afternoons, and we'll have snacks, and you can break off into a room, and we'll have books for the kids. And so um, you you can sit with your your kid and read together for a time. Or the other option, you know, for some of our families that can't make it at that time, uh, we'll have people who can be on call to meet at Grace Bible Church at another time or to meet in another public place um, so that we can be as flexible and helpful for people in our community. Um, So the requirements, you have to be able to read on a kindergarten reading level. Um, So if you got that box checked, then you are good to go. You can totally do this. Uh, So yeah, it's going to be a really, really cool time. I think just to get to meet people that we may never meet in our normal day to day lives. So yeah, just another really cool opportunity that, um, you know, we can step in to meet a need. And that, that that way to be able to care for people and also some freedom to be able to read some some good books, some theologically sound good books that are going to benefit the kids, uh, build relationships and be an encouragement to a lot of parents who uh, have certainly been through the ringer uh, in all of this. And what a, what a great idea and a great opportunity. Uh, and a lot of that's formed from just a great relationship that God has given us uh, to be not only close to the SFA campus as a multi-generational church family, but to have Regay and the charter school right here, I mean, within a pitching wedge of the church, uh, maybe a maybe a seven iron, but pretty close to the church to be able to uh, to be intentional with these families that the Lord brings so close to our campus on a regular basis. Uh, so yeah. excited! To, how how would people go about signing up for being involved with that, John? Yes, there's a sign up on the Grace Bible Church website. So if you go to the website, you'll see on our events the COVID Catch Up Reading Connection. You can click on that, and there's a link to sign up to be a volunteer. Uh, when you sign up, Keith or I will circle back with you and give you more details about what that'll look like. But yeah, you can find all the information on our website. Very good. And worst case scenario, they can send you an email or grab you on a Sunday morning, right? Absolutely. You know, this Sunday, we're going to be finishing off Psalm 23. And uh, it's been a, a sweet three weeks. It's It's been uh, just therapeutic to my soul to be able to spend time time working through this together. Uh, so often through the scriptures, we see the reality that that we will never be forsaken, nor can we be lost by this good shepherd that we have in the Lord. Uh, one of the components that we're going to draw out this Sunday is at the end of verse 6, uh, David writes as a man who has a great confidence, not a perfect man, but a man who has a great confidence that he will indeed dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, the reality of a future promise gives him an assurity uh, of today's battles. Uh, it, it, it transforms his present perspective. The eternal reality transforms his present trials because 
the awareness of the shepherd who's consistent through all those things. Uh, it is an incredible psalm to be able to spend just one more week walking through. And our uh, Stephen and the worship team have put together a special song for us in Psalm 23 so that we're going to sing this Sunday. Stephen, would you give us some insights into that? Sure. Yeah. So the uh, the text that we're that we've used for that song is um, it was written by Isaac Watts in the 1700s, um, and it was uh, basically just a a rewording of the text itself. So it's very consistent with you know it's like a it's almost like another translation, if you will, of that same that same Psalm uh, Psalm 23. So we we'll probably call it Psalm 23. Or uh, my shepherd will supply my need. One or the other. I don't know, but um, but yeah, it's it should be really singable, um, and it'll be a, a nice way for us to respond to, you know, this brief time we've been able to spend uh, there, um, being reminded of who our shepherd is and how he cares for us. Um, and so uh, yeah, so we'll be we'll be putting a, a video out a little bit later this week for folks to be able to kind of get a preview of it. And then we'll sing it for the first time as a church uh, this Sunday. And then hopefully we'll sing it for, for some years to come. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things we've set out to do over the past couple of years has been to um, have our church body write music for our church body. It's part of what we've um, said would be a, a, a beautiful and God honoring endeavor for us as a, as a worship ministry. And so, um, so this is another, another effort in that if you recall, but when we wrapped up Psalm 119, we, we did the same thing. Uh, we, we wrote a song for that as well. And, um, so anyway, so really, really excited about it and, um, looking forward to, to singing, you know, of these truths that we've been able to, to submit to for the past three weeks or well, it will be three weeks. Well, John and Abby, we, we're grateful for you. We're, we're thankful to the Lord that uh, not only have you been able to uh, to be who you are to our church family, uh, that you've been able to be a key part of growing uh, our uh, our church body in health and and certainly in number, uh, and also that we've been able to be a part and see your your own family grow, the Hayes family. Uh, that's an exciting thing as we come into the future to think about what the Lord is doing in our lives. Uh, as we partner together to make disciples for the glory of God. So we're grateful for you both. Thank you for making time today to, to join us. Thanks, guys. This Thanks has been for great. Having us.